And we are super psyched to welcome our newest sponsor, Thunder Road Guitars. Thunder Road Guitars is the Pacific Northwest best source for premium, new, used, and vintage guitars, amplifiers, and pedals. Online or in their Seattle, that's West Seattle, or Portland stores. You'll find fantastic customer service and a terrific vibe. I know because I'm in there a lot. Grab a cup of coffee, swing on in, don't spill your coffee, and check it all out. And now if you use code TOURSTORIES10, you can get 10% off at thunderroadguitars.com. Yes, that's me playing guitar. Hello, big news from our friends over at DistroKid. They now have an app. This app works on iOS and Android, of course. And it's available in the Apple Store and Google Play Stores and all the stores where you buy apps. Go check it out. It's got a lot of cool features. You can upload new releases. You can get notified when you've earned royalties. Awesome. You can withdraw from the app via push notifications. A little dangerous for me, but rad. Anyways, go check it out. It's all at distrokid.com app. And don't forget, you can still get 30% off your DistroKid account by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash tour stories. Have a great one. And we continue to celebrate our friends and partners over at Isotope. And we got some big news for you. The gold standard of audio repair, RX-11, is coming in May. In the meantime, you can buy RX-10 now on sale and get RX-11 absolutely free when it's released. Tour Story listeners get 10% off by using code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All at isotope.com. That's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hi, Kate. Hello. How's it going? Very well, thank you. Nice to see you. Good to see you. Where are you? I am in my room in Paris. I live in France and here I am. Chatting to you in from your my room. room in Paris. Yeah. Sounds like a movie title. <laughs> um, Sounds like a bad movie title, though. I'm not into films about Paris. <laughs> <laughs> I naively assume that everyone wants to live in Paris. I do. Why do you mm. live in Paris? Yeah, I do live in Paris because I do want to live in Paris. Um, yeah. Me and my partner, sort of about 17 or 18 years ago, came for a look and thought we'd give it a try and mm -hmm. we're still looking and still giving it a try you are yeah yeah i, I am jealous like i have to say oh well you'll make it over one day come <laughs> visit anytime <laughs> where did you move from we moved from bristol in the uk mm. so um so jesse who's also in the band he had lived in bristol his whole life pretty much and i had just been living there a sort of couple of years and we thought it would be fun to have a joint adventure somewhere new. So he grew up in Bristol. You did not grow up in Bristol. No, I grew up in a place called Winchester, mm. which has got a big cathedral and is the ancient <laughs> capital of England. Really? I didn't <laughs> yeah. know that. Yeah, back in the King Alfred days. Oh. What was your um, relationship with, with music growing up, with listening or performing? Well, I guess... Um, fairly standard i mean both my parents were really and still are really into music and played you know different instruments and mm. sang songs around the house i've got three sisters 
and so and all of us are sort of into music and into singing and playing music my twin sister is was the one that did the most um musical training in terms of violin lessons and sort of knowing how to talk about flat and fifths and then me and my other sisters uh wing it a bit more yeah but um, i did have trumpet lessons though until about the age of 16 <laughs> but i was really, oh, really? bad i was so bad <laughs> but um but yeah so growing up in a in a house in a family that liked music and liked listening to music and liked playing music we were all quite shy um, mm-hmm. me and my sisters so it wasn't until well it wasn't until i was 16 and like sang an annie defranco song at a school arts evening right. that my parents heard me sing for the first time ever I, it hadn't occurred to me that they didn't know that I really liked singing because I just did it in private all the time. Mm. And so I, but I did this performance at this school evening and apparently they were really surprised because they didn't realise <laughs> that I sang. But I feel like everyone sings. That's just a given, isn't it? Everyone, everyone sings. But um, So that was the first time they heard me sing. It was the first time that I performed anything in public and... and um, it was pretty terrifying, but it gave me a little bit of a taste for it and I wanted to get better at it. I knew that it was something that I wanted to sort of master. Oh, the look yeah. on your parents' faces when you started singing. I'd love know. to see that. They were probably yeah, like, oh my God. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, <laughs> I've got no idea. I don't think I knew where they were sitting in the in the school hall. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw my um, child's first recital with about oh, cool. 20 other kids. What were they playing singing. or saying or performing? Singing, great. They were singing um, a Cindy Lauper song written by Prince, which I'm the name is escaping me right now, but it was quite a complicated song for 29-year-olds cool. to sing. Great, uh, I love it. It was hilarious and fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's so great. The kids' choirs are so moving. I love it. It just blows my mind every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we're, we're here to talk about your new record by your band Mm -hmm. this is the kit yeah Uh, the new record is called careful of your keepers um real quick i don't ask people this very often okay but i love the name of your band can i get a little bit of the origin um you can i mean i guess you can probably tell from the sort of album titles i have and the name of my band that i'm sort of into sort of alliteration and kind of assonance and just messing around with the sounds and so it's partly from that I guess the first the original seed of it is that my I grew up with my family calling me Kit that was my name growing mm. up in my family oh. so it's partly that it's partly um me liking the sound and feeling of saying this is the kit and also it's partly just I'm someone that's I really like having everything I need with me. Like I like the idea mm. of sort of being ready to travel and manage whatever, you know, yeah. should crop up. So I guess that's kind of how I approach life is just sort of having what I need with me. And so this is the kit right. is a little bit that. Also someone recently told me that apparently the collective noun for like messenger pigeons or homing pigeons is a kit. Oh. I might have to check that, but that's a nice idea as well. If that's true, yeah, I'm pleased sure about is. it. Just like a kit of homing pigeons, but we'll see. Got to check All it. All right. That's wonderful. It's three-pronged at the very least. Three-pronged. Yeah, I mean, that <laughs> is, yeah, welcome to my brain. It's usually got at least three prongs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right. Well, thank you. And as I said, I'm I'm a bit of a new listener, but this okay. new record is beautiful. It really thank is. You. And thanks very much. It, it's a sonic adventure. It's beautifully complex, um, multi instrument, multi texture, multi toned, and lyrically there's a ferocity and a, a soothingness to your voice mm -hmm. and your words, the combination okay. of the both, I'd, I'd say. And it's really like this dynamic feat that mm. provides the listener with all kinds of options. I guess back to the multi-pronged thing. You can listen yeah. to this record. You know, you can just listen to your voice only without listening to the words. You can get really into the the complexity of, of the instrumentation. It's not a challenge. It's mostly pleasure if Great. not well, all pleasure that is very um, nice to hear and again i it's just it's a real gift to be able to to do that without people scratching their chin or being bored both of those are just yeah. extreme examples <laughs> yeah. um and yeah chin scratching or nose picking the two ends of the spectrum right yeah <laughs> and um and your words on this record I, I'm I'm guessing uh, mm -hmm. suggest a weariness to the world and possibly mm -hmm. a, a fragility t to the human experience, uh, broadly speaking. Of course, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, can you tell me a little bit about where you were when you embarked on this project, this record? Yeah. Well, I guess it started off just me writing songs because it was time to squeeze some songs out. Mm -hmm. And most of the songs, I think, most of the startings of the songs anyway, because, you know, things kind of edge along simultaneously. It's not like finish a song, on to the next one, finish a song. Like, mm -hmm. as, they, as they were sort of forming simultaneously, at the beginning, it felt like it was just sort of um, thinking out loud about how humans quantify stuff and measure stuff and are sort of obsessed with numbers and and kind of foolish behavior or you know stuff mm -hmm. that in the long run isn't gonna serve anyone or help or be good for for any form of life <laughs> right yeah but um but then there was like a shift and i realized that a lot of these sort of more outward looking songs were sort of getting more inward looking and they were sort of becoming more about sort of my own internal political climate or whatever rather than mm -hmm. rather than the stuff on the outside which i think is classic for me i feel like the same is probably true for any, any of my albums either i start on the inside and then it turns out it kind of opens out to be about more external stuff or all the other way around so yeah ended up being quite a sort of the songs get ended up getting finished after a fairly sort of brutal year emotionally and mm -hmm. so that is in them as well yeah yeah, there's there's a lot of bits and bobs. Just, I guess there's the human behavior, measuring stuff, quantifying stuff, comparing. Like we're such compare creatures, we're always sort of checking out that and measuring it against this a similar thing. Yeah. And so I get it, but it doesn't always help us. And yeah, just I guess sort of acceptance and just letting it be, if, even if it's really uncomfortable mm -hmm. and painful and if you can't even if you can't help people out of that just being there is all you can do sometimes and uh, and it's funny someone recently was talking to me about the 
I'm going to get it wrong, but it's something along the lines of the Gestalt paradoxical theory of change or the Gestalt theory of paradoxical change or something like that, mm-hmm. anyway. But just this idea that you change from not trying to head to a goal and like get somewhere, but by just really sitting with who you are and what you're in and what's happening and in sort of accepting that change happens. And I thought, oh, wow, that's maybe the whole album <laughs> right? In a, in a, in a, in a small paradoxical change theory, but yeah, things like that. Yeah. That brings me back. I, I mm. remember studying that Gestalt. Oh, do you? Cool. So what did you study? I right, studied okay. psychology and ethnomusicology. Okay. Oh, brilliant. You've got some good tools to your belt then. Yeah, but now I'm just a drummer. So he's just a drummer. <laughs> some drumsticks to your belt. You can probably you could probably explain his theory and name it much better than me. Then thank you for letting me bumble it up so much. Well, I, I don't think <laughs> you brought me back, and it kind of put put the old knot in my stomach. Like, oh, I'm going to be tested on this. Oh, yeah, tomorrow, oh, yes, like I used to when <laughs> I was in college. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I didn't um, mean to knot you knot you up. No, no. I guess, as you said, one 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 part of of uh, your words and your message, and and delivery of the words and message on this record, it just kind of dawned on me once you said that it kind of has you looking back and forth at two different things, comparing something. Yeah. And if you just catch little bits of your lyrics, you're like, you know, you're kind of weighing things. Mm. And um, I I think that's. What brings you, you, your ability to bring people into your world is very interesting to me because you're, you're not, you don't have these typically literal, simple concepts, but somehow yeah. it's, it's cozy. And it's cozy, it's sort of familiar, it, even though it's not yeah. sort of spelt out. And, and uh, that's fascinating to me um, that to make that connection. Do you, consider your listeners connection when you're working on on your songs yeah i don't think i consider it very much not consciously no i don't really consider it but Mm -hmm. i have faith that the words will take care of the listener if if Mm -hmm. you see what i mean like because i feel like when you work with words they just take on their own life they they're sort of in charge and running the show really and there's weird coincidences happen and they all of a sudden they're sort of predicting the future and like there's really specific things that people are hearing in your music like sort of you know the day they I don't know fell down a hole and met a cat or whatever and uh and all and all those things are sort of exactly in your song for them but um without you realizing it and the same is true for me I think like there's definitely songs that I've written on this album but on past albums as well where I thought it was about one thing and then like a few months later while I'm singing it I'm like oh that just happened yesterday but I wrote this song a few months ago like it's a words have got their own stuff going on I think and I think and I'm someone that enjoys kind of letting go the control a bit kind of in everything I do just making sure there's enough space for chance and hazard and sort of seeing the sort of little magic that grows up out of that, out of just letting accidents happen. But I also am really fussy about the words I'm choosing. Like it's not just sort of, you know, it's not just the bingo balls and rumbling around. I'm sort of, I'm fussy about what words I choose, but then maybe they're choosing me. Mm, Don't know. It's a bit both. 
Well, you also um, addressed change in this mm -hmm. record a few different ways. Yeah. Um, do you consider yourself a changer or a stay-the-samer? Well, I wonder if everyone is both. Yeah. But um, but maybe I just think that because I'm a Gemini. I don't know. I mean, maybe mm -hmm. that's part right. of my constant sort of this and that, everything true at the same time sort of approach. But I feel like, well, to be honest, I'm just a changer. But okay. But I wonder if other people who know me think I'm a, a, a stay the same. It depends, isn't it? Because when you're right. sort of inside the spaceship <laughs> looking out, you've got a different view to the people that are watching you sort of whiz around. But I feel like I feel like I'm a changer. I feel like quite regularly I feel like a completely different person to how I felt, you know, a matter of weeks or months ago. I feel mm -hmm. like there's quite a I know I feel like a sort of crab or something that has regular skin shed and then grows a new shell, a bit of a different size or shape or something. I definitely feel like I change and yeah. I'm pretty grateful for it as well because think it'd be awful if I didn't. <laughs> I'm much less of a dick now than I used to be. Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully it's just going to keep going in that direction. I made that change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I think everyone has. Everyone, everyone's getting better. <laughs> that's nice to hear. <laughs> yeah, I asked myself that question when I was listening to your record. Mm -hmm. And I was mostly thinking, I bet I look like a stay the samer. This the is the thing, isn't it? Yeah, because to the outside world, often people choose to see things as staying the same as well. They just—it's yeah. all kind of perception. And inside, I need constant change. Yeah, and, and I it think just that happens whether you like it or not. Manifests into anxiety, so it's oh, okay, very okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To that, uh, I'd like to play a, a little bit of more change. Is that cool with you? That's very cool, yeah. Thank you for All right, here we go. Thank you for that. <laughs> Shove, shovel the bones away. Love, human remains remain. Realizing it, progress made. Claw sanity back again. Beautiful number. Thanks very much. Uh, there's a, a video attached to it that I would love to talk about in a little right bit. Then. But first, Let's chat about the video, yeah. Uh, as I mentioned, this record is a it's a uh, sonic adventure, and um, mm -hmm. like your lyrics, it's both intense and there's a, a mellowness to it. It it kind of just keeps giving. I know I'm uh, keep saying that, but it's it's true. And I understand you, you got to work with Griff Rees. Yeah, that's right. Tell me a little bit about how you two came together and sort of the recording process. Well, I guess it started off as me being a fan of sort of everything he's done. Mm -hmm. I loved um, I love the Super Fairy Animals, and then I love his solo stuff. And... Um, I guess we crossed paths at a few gigs or festivals or something and, you know, sort of tentative 
hello nods turned into yeah. sort of oh hi how are you doings and then i just thought i'm just gonna ask him if he'll um if he's up for producing the record so i wrote to him and he was up for it which is really great because he's just so good he's he's got such i really admire his relationship with kind of playfulness mm-hmm. but in quite a taking it seriously way in the best type of taking it seriously way like for his shows he'll make all of this great sort of visual like props and projections and signs and stuff he's really thoughtful he does things properly yeah. and um doesn't take himself too seriously but takes it seriously enough to do it really well yeah and yeah. uh and he's great he's a total total pleasure i think that song golden retriever do you are you familiar with that song no i don't know golden retriever super is it a super furry song? one okay it's a great example of what you just said and one of my favorite songs of all time oh excellent great yeah so so uh, he agreed to do the record, and then were you working on um, demos and then just hop in the proper studio with him and the band? or? Yeah, what happened? So I guess I was writing the songs. I'd sent him the demos so he could see what he was sort of in for, um, and then I'd also sent them to the band. Then, yeah, me and the band worked on them separately. I mean, he's a busy guy, got his own life and albums and tours and stuff to do. So we sort of chipped away at the arrangements in a very nice house in West Cork in Ireland for a couple of weeks. Mm. And then we all met up last December in Bristol to record them with him. And it was really, it was just really great. Obviously we were sort of sending him all the sort of new ideas and stuff as we went, but yeah. he just really easy going and up for, up for anything and everything. And he was just a real pleasure to have his energy and presence in the studio. Everyone loved him. It was, it was it was just really yeah. nice. <laughs> oh, it sounds so nice. <laughs> it was great. It was great. And he's I'm picking just up got, what you're throwing down there. I'm, I'm okay, jealous. Good. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, next time we'll get you along. <laughs> oh, thanks. Um, it, and and as far as the recording goes, um, I can feel the performance really, truly. You know, mm. it's a good example is the Inside Outside, yeah, song, and it starts out. Uh, of simple sounding, pretty mellow, and it gets towards the end. There's real change and real intensity mm-hmm. that it happen and it happens so subtly and it's so effective that I think only performance can do that. You know, I don't think maybe AI yeah. can do that uh, next year. <laughs> I don't know, but but, but um... you know what I mean. It's just like you can really almost see the performance and definitely feel it. Um, how did you track? Well, we mainly, I mean, you, you've picked up on it. I think we mainly tracked live. So mm-hmm. I was in a cupboard with a window and then everyone else was outside. There was a few, obviously there's a few overdubs, the horn parts, bits and bobs, certain guitar parts, yeah. but mainly we just tried to track everything live. And that sort of suits us best at the moment, I think. I really felt like with this record, I, I remember like feeling and thinking this in the studio, that the band have sort of got to a better place than ever in terms of knowing each other, communicating with each other, understanding what we do musically, sort of giving space and taking space. It just feels like there's a very nice ecosystem between everyone at the moment and that I feel like I can see and hear that in the album and hopefully other people can too because it feels like a real gift. There There are a shockingly good bunch of people and I feel really lucky to be in this band and in this situation with them no doubt the way only humans can do it um 
Well, as I said, I I want to talk about this video for oh um, yeah the video more change. Mm-hmm. It brought me so much joy. Uh, it, I was so engaged in it the first. 5,000 times I watched it. Um, <laughs> all, to, all the views are you. On these. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're welcome for all those views. Um, yes, thank you very much. Um, to describe it, and maybe you can help me, it, it's um, it's faces, moving faces, mm-hmm. uh, imposed on inanimate objects like uh, fruit, some shoes, yeah, toilet paper roll. Um, exactly. But it's just so funny, and then on again, like the two hundredth time I watched it, it there's <laughs> sadness to it. It's cute, has a childlike atmosphere to it. Um, yeah. But it, it really illustrates the power of facial expression, and I feel like I don't know if I've ever seen that before, and if I mm. have, it might have been a long time ago. But um, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, I. How close were you to to making this video? Um, well, so Ben Jones, who made the video, is someone who's who I just think is a brilliant. Like everything, I've known him since he was a kid because he's like the cousin of a friend of mine, and and he's always um, just had a great sense of humour. And uh, I think we were both in the same juggling club, like at secondary school, and uh, he. He used to collect knives, and uh, and I just remember like being at jumble sales, you know, and Ben Jones would be there, and he'd be sort of trying to buy a huge knife, and the lady at the <laughs> store would be like, um, "I'm not sure I can tell you that." He's like, "No, it's all right. My mum says I can." I can. Like he's just he's just so brilliant, and and like and now he's um, a really great filmmaker and sort of cameraman and like just watching his Instagram posts over the years I've just thought I've just thought I've got to get Ben to do a video he's so brilliant and so um I managed to ask him to do it this time and so I wanted to let him do his thing sometimes when asking people to make visual art for you for me in particular (laughs) yeah yeah it sometimes it can go a bit wrong because they just think okay folk girl we'll get some flowers out we'll get sure. some nature we'll roll out the nature and like do yeah. something pretty and i just sort of think oh please don't do that to me and it was just really great because he he just had the right sense of humor for just sort of a bit weird and like his video is beautiful but it, he's not trying to make like a beautiful you know folk odyssey video which i really sure. appreciated i was so <laughs> yeah. pleased that he had that he was able to like this sense of humor to me is just really important and it's great because he was just asking his neighbors i mean you know time and resources are always limited in this day and age so he just sort of did sure. it in his house with his kids yeah. toys and with stuff he's got lying around and like asking his neighbors to be the faces yeah. but he did ask me to um to sing the song as well so that he could have my face singing the song and i asked griff as well to record himself singing because in that song he does some backing vocals. He sings oh, yeah. the word progress a few times. And so right. I asked Griff to record his his face doing his progresses. And so at one point there's this really nice little squidgy bit of plaza scene with Griff's yeah. face going progress and just getting squished. And uh, and I love it. It's great. I want him to make more videos for me. I think Ben's a genius. Yeah, I hate to sound like such a pessimist about music videos, but I just don't think there's much good out there. It's hard, isn't it? We're no longer in the 90s where, like, 
oh my yeah. god have you seen the latest radiohead video like that's not sort of <laughs> not there anymore <laughs> now it's just yeah. like something really quick that no one's gonna watch on youtube and so it's, yeah it's hard but it's really nice when you can have and make something nice with someone that is gonna be enjoyable to watch yeah that's- yeah well um again congrat congratulations on this record and congratulations to me to being kind of a, a new member of this is the kit club yeah um, i'm, ex- I'm excited club. so is this um so i'm assuming that this is the first album first and maybe only album you've heard from this is the kit am i right in guessing at this that? point it's not the only but um, okay but it was when you first heard it yeah. yeah yeah i like that because um I feel like this is a sound that I feel at home with. And when I sort of listen to sort of older stuff, I sort of, it feels a little bit uncomfortable. And I'm, but I'm aware mm-hmm. that for a lot of people, that's the order they listen to it in was like chronological. And so yeah. they've still got leftovers of that yeah. old version of me, which is fine and valid and, you know, no regrets. Yeah. But it's, um, yeah, I like the idea of just coming to it through this album. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's fantastic. And are you planning on touring? Yep, that is the plan. Yeah, getting the, getting the gang on the road. We sort of, I think we've got a smattering of um, festivals this summer. And then and then I come over to the States to do a little promo run, but just on my own. But then the real touring starts in September. So we'll like start off okay. in Europe um, until, with like September to mid-October is Europe. Then it's like October to mid-october to beginning of november us and then november uk and then that will take us up to december basically all right i hope to see you if i'm in town i will come to your show that'd be great come and do all right well it was wonderful talking to you congrats on the record and um, thanks joe when you hit the road please travel safe will do all right take care thanks for having me bye cheers bye-bye on your